Well, thank you for joining us. I have two beautiful hosts, Reverend Barbara Rose Billings and Monk Ryan Rigoli. Welcome, both of you. Thank you, Padre. Thank you, Padre. It's like you're my family. So it's like having a conversation, which we always do. We always talk about God. We always talk about our prayer life. We talk about what's happening in our world, how we're changing, how we're growing. So tonight our topic is arise anew, and tomorrow begins Passover. And in a couple more days, it's Good Friday. And then days later, it's Easter. It's a resurrection. So we're going to try to hit these topics tonight let's say, a refresher course, but yet how it affects us in our walk with the divine. So each of us will share a part of that or, or all of it, whatever it might be. But as always, usually when we have these teleconferences calls, we like to start with prayer. So Ryan, would you open with prayer for our community? I'd be happy to, Padre. Thank you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you in our breath. We welcome you in our heart. We welcome you in our body. We welcome you in our mind. We welcome you in our whole being. Yeshua, we invite you here. All the saints and sages that support this ministry, all the entities of light, the Christed beings, we welcome you now. We invite you into this space. We invite you into our hearts. Thank you for this breath. Thank you for the ability to feel. Thank you for the ability to feel gratitude. Thank you for this building I'm in. Thank you for this chair I sit in. Thank you for this voice. And we ask that tonight the messages come from you, God. Messages of the heart. And we ask that the spirit and the mystery of the crucifixion and resurrection be with us today, be with us in our hearts, and let us just come as we are. Just come open, open-hearted, vulnerable, gentle, soft. We welcome this newness today. You are infinite. I bow to the Christ in the temples of all our human brothers and sisters and all those not in form, we welcome you. We welcome you in your healing. We welcome you in your spirit. And we ask for healing through the silence and healing through the words today. Healing across all parts of our lives for those that are suffering and those that are in joy. We thank you for this time together. And we ask to deepen, to deepen into the heart that space where Everything comes together in one. We ask for that inner smile. Thank you, God. Thank you. Amen. 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 Brian, your voice, your spirit has such a sweetness to it to invite all of us into this mystery. And like everyone who's listening to this call, we've already shifted. We've already had the invitation to come near. And I can feel your spirit all residing as one. I would say coming to the center of our being, which is our temple, and giving, I call it adoration, praise, devotion to the one that loves us. So thank you, Ryan, for that beautiful prayer, that beautiful opening. Barbara Rose, I know you've been into prayer 
most of it today. And I know preparations, you're really good at preparation. So would you start off our program tonight by what the Lord is asking you or inviting you to become to share the wisdom of God with us tonight? Yes, I'd be happy to, Padre. When we received the theme of Arise Anew, I thought, oh, that's so appropriate. Lent is coming. It will be the Passover, Easter. And I started thinking about all the cycles that that we have in our lives, Mm. starting with waking up in the morning, going to bed at night, the cycles of the years, the cycles of living and dying, and all, all of the cycles. And then Ash Wednesday came. And I was drawn to the heart as the center. I prayed with the reading of Ash Wednesday, and I jotted down a few of the ones that really struck me. From Joel, return Mm. to me with your whole heart. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. In Psalm 51, a clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. In Psalm 95, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And what I heard was, O God, awaken my heart now. Mm. And that has been where I've been living since Ash Wednesday, with all the cycles that I never anticipated would be coming. And a little mm. song came at the end of my prayer that morning, which I would like to share with everybody. Sure. Awaken our hearts, O oh God. Awaken our hearts, O oh God. Awaken our hearts now. Awaken our hearts now. I'm going to go up a little higher. Awaken our hearts, Christ presence. Awaken our hearts, Christ's presence. Awaken our hearts now. Awaken our hearts now. Awaken our hearts, healing light. Awaken our hearts, healing light. Awaken our hearts now. Awaken our hearts now. Awaken our hearts, blessed mother. Awaken our hearts, blessed mother. Awaken our hearts now. Awaken our hearts now. Awaken our hearts, holy angels. Awaken our hearts, holy angels. Awaken our hearts now. Awaken our hearts now. Awaken our hearts, sacred silence. Awaken our hearts, sacred silence. Awaken our hearts now. Awaken our hearts now. Awaken our hearts now. Beautiful. The idea of that song, what reminds me or the question that is proposed to me when I heard you praying, singing the song, Barbara Rose, is how do we awaken our hearts? And the one answer that came was sacred silence. You know, and there's many other, but it's the invitation. Sometimes it could be very cruel, like someone dying, an accident, a breakup, a divorce, a separation, 
whatever, God will use anything to shine a light on any darkness we have to awaken the heart to go deeper. Now, for, for me, this Lent, I had an invitation to awaken my brother-in-law. I just heard on Saturday that my brother-in-law, who was sick, now he's going on hospice. So it's like, uh-oh. I knew time was near, but you know, when hospice comes in, normally it's preparing, preparing the soul, the body for that. And my sister, the hospice asked them, well, we have some counselors that we can use to help you in the process. He goes, no, no, I have a brother-in-law. He's spiritual. He can help me. So I thought, well, that was really sweet that I could talk to my brother-in-law about going, even though he's was on a spiritual path himself. He was actually a Catholic priest for 25 years. So I am assured he knows the Lord, but he also knows his process. But when you talk about awaken the heart, it it still catches me. It still makes me pause. It brings me to silence. And then I remember for my own journey towards death to life, as I think Passover reminds me, Good Friday reminds me, Easter reminds me of that, and then the resurrection, because ultimately it's to go to that place. And so for me, it's really the invitation. And I would say, if I can speak for everybody, I really believe that invitation is for every single day. We become aware of what the heart is asking us. So Ryan, how do you see awakening the heart? Every day I'm being asked to make this very real and practical. And what I'm noticing, the invitation I'm getting daily is to notice when is my heart closing and when is it opening? Mm. And for every, every circumstance, whether it's virtual or I'm sitting here just thinking about something or meditating, Whatever is moving through my thoughts, whatever emotions or physical sensations, is, is my heart actually contracting right now or is there a spaciousness and a stillness moving through? Mm. And this is the invitation. I'm, it's, it's becoming more and more acute because there's so many opportunities right now to see where in reality are we opening to the truth of our being? Where are we offending? Maybe a position that I have versus someone else, or where am I creating a, a wall with someone that maybe I've had conflict with? Mm-hmm. And in each yeah. moment, I'm, I'm really just being honest with myself and saying, okay, there's a wall here, there's a lack of forgiveness of myself, or there's a defendant, something's defending with something in the news, let's say I want to feel a righteousness with something. And I just allow myself to, to literally feel it, in the emotion while in awareness, and let a gentleness or an openness surround that constricted part of me. And that's the, where the awakening happens for me. Wow. And know you describe it so beautifully, Ryan. Do you live that out like that? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yes or no. No, I'm constantly. You I know, I'm you, but oh my God, <laughs> like, I want your body, I want your spirit. Because no, it's, no, it's I'm profound when it comes out, that. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very, well, I would say the commitment is there. I have a commitment. Yes, I agree. Doing that. I agree. And that. that is, yeah. oh, it just does not, Bishop Bobby said this last week, it does not feel good in my body anymore uh, when I'm closing yeah. myself off to anybody, uh, whether yeah. I disagree with them or not. It just doesn't. And I have to, I have to keep just really paying attention 
every moment of the day because that's the invitation right now. It is. Yeah. Uh, are we really living this? Are we really breathing this? Are we, are we actually breathing? Yeah. yeah. For myself, I catch myself holding my breath. Like when my brother-in-law was announced he's going on hospice and it's like, there's that stillness that's a pause, but it's like, it's more out of, I would say, fear instead of that surprise, that invitation. Oh, it's time to go home. It can be very easy and practical. Barbara Rose, how, does, how do you call it catch your breath in a sense in your walk with God? Catch my breath, that's such a wonderful phrase. I, immediately I think of the Holy Spirit, the breath mm. of life. Yeah. And then I jump right to sleeping with a BiPAP machine because of sleep apnea. I'm catching my breath daily. Oh, oh, interesting. Interesting. Mm, yeah. And I hadn't really thought of that. Yeah, I agree with that. They always say what happens in the natural happens in the supernatural, but there it is. It's a congruency. It's a mirror for all of us. In our preparation for this evening, there have been prayers, scripture, quotes that come to your mind. What are some of those, Barbaros, that you prepared? And then I'll ask Ryan the same thing. I brought a poem that really touched me. I, I heard it online at the end of a Mass. I have been mm. tuning into the Mass around the world uh, when, oh, yes. mm-hmm. when, when I'm drawn to it. And there was a yeah. priest, he's, he's actually a, a Capuchin, Franciscan mm. priest, but he goes by brother. Oh, and cool. he wrote this on March 16th called Lockdown. Mm. Yes, there is fear. Yes, there is isolation. Yes, there is panic buying. Yes, there is sickness. Yes, there is even death. But they say in Wufan, after so many years of noise, you can hear the birds again. Mm. They say that after just a few weeks of quiet, the sky is no longer thick with fumes, but blue and gray and clear. They say that in the streets of Assisi, people are singing to each other across the empty squares, keeping their windows open so that those who are alone may hear the sounds of family around them. Mm. They say that a hotel in the west of Ireland is offering free meals and delivery to the housebound. Today, a young woman I know is spreading flyers with her number throughout the neighborhood so that the elders may have someone to call on. Today, churches, synagogues, mosques, and temples are preparing to welcome and shelter the homeless, the sick, the weary. All over the world, people are slowing down and reflecting. All over the world, people are looking at their neighbors in a new way. All over the world, people are waking up to a new reality, to how big we really are to how little control we really have, to what really matters, to love. So we pray and we remember that yes, there is fear, but there does not have to be hate. Yes, there is isolation, but there does not have to be loneliness. Hmm. Yes, there is panic buying, but there does not have to be meanness. Yes, there is sickness, but there does not have to be disease of the soul. Yes, there is even death, but there can always be a rebirth of love 
wake to the choices you make as to how you live now. Today, breathe. Listen behind the factory of noises of your panic. The birds sing again. The sky is clearing. Spring is coming. And we are always encompassed by love. Open the windows of your soul. And though you may not be able to touch across the empty square, sing. To me, this is sacred scripture Mm. written just a couple of weeks ago. Lived on our planet today. How profound is that? Everybody can relate to that poem regardless of whether they're in their home or they're on the front lines of serving the neighbors, the hospitals, those sick, those being buried. We all have a place in our hearts for service. One of the things that the Holy Spirit has called me to is pray for all those on ventilators because there's no family members there. And if they don't know God, I want my angel to visit them and remind them about who who created them. I really feel it's part of my special prayers for this, being at home. But there are so many who, because of the isolation, there's a lot of fear with that. And so my role is to step in the gap and help every being who's experiencing that fear to experience the peace of God. And we can all do that together. Actually, let's just do it right now. Just remember. Just remember who you are. Remember the invitation to come near, the Christed one. And now let's extend our spirit with an invitation of the angels to go to every single person around the world and invite them with our relationship with Christ. Be not afraid, for I am with you. You're not alone. I'll hold your hand. Experience the embrace of the divine, your angels that are assisting you right now. Let's all just take a deep breath and let's breathe with them the holy breath of God. The holy breath of God. We say thank you, God, for illuminating their hearts, their souls, that they can become close to you. The invitation to know Christ know the Heavenly Mother, the saints, the sages, the rabbis. Thank you, God, for your holy presence. And as the Holy Spirit breathes on them and through them, they get stronger and stronger and stronger. And what disease was fighting them, what virus was fighting them, now the sweet surrender of the Holy Spirit Come alive. Arise. 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 For the light has come. We thank you, O Lord our God, for this gift. Amen. Amen. So, Ryan, have you had special prayers, a quote, a reading that you would like to share this evening? Yeah, there's a, a couple of things I was just drawn to you as you were as you both were praying. One is something Richard Rohr, a couple of things Richard Rohr has in his book, The Universal Christ, 
the one thing that says, Jesus is not loyal to groups, to countries, to battles, to teams. Mm. He is loyal only to suffering. He is as present to the suffering Iraqi soldier as he is to the wounded American soldier, as caring for the disillusioned Nazi warrior as is for the discouraged British soldier bleeding to death in the field. As Isaiah shockingly puts it, to him nations count as nothingness and emptiness. The Jesus or the Christ crosses all boundaries and frontiers and is occupied by only the wisdom and freedom of those who have suffered and come out the other side, not destroyed but larger and stronger and wiser. The gospel is simply the wisdom of those who agree to carry their part of the infinite suffering of God. When I read that, it draws me to something else he said, which has been sticking with me for a few days. He said, we are indeed saved by the cross more than we realize. The people who hold the contradictions and resolve them in themselves are the saviors of the world. Can we let this pain of the world radically change our perspective? The people who hold the contradictions and resolve them in themselves are the saviors of this world. Hmm. That's a profound statement, and it takes, I call it, the silence of heaven to really identify that in my life, in our lives. We, we've talked about this before, but there is an element of suffering that draws us into the mystery. None of us want to suffer, but we kind of avoid it like the plague or the pandemic, but there it is. It's upon us, and then it's how do we engage it? to draw from it. And to me, it's all about that relationship with the divine and say, not some of me, some of the Lord, but all of thee and none of me. And it is our, our march to death in a sense, but we don't have to die because with Christ, with this divine light that had created us, it's already there to bring us the, the peace that we're actually looking for. And Peace doesn't say that it would take away the, the pain. Peace says, I'm okay. I'm with you. And I'll walk you through this. So I know a lot of people on this call are, have loved ones that maybe has the virus. Maybe are, they're on their deathbed, not because of the virus, but just natural causes. Whatever that might be, we're all separated one way or the other in our relationship with God but also with our fellow family members, friends. So it's, the, it's in this distance or separation. To me, this is where that divine seed gets planted, to know that you know that you know that God is. And it's the mystery I've been talking about and actually experiencing my own version of that because of the norm that we'd all have a flow in our lives and it's been disrupted right now. And it's in that place that God takes what we give him, her, however you see God, and place that at the foot, says, I surrender this. I don't know why or how come. Some of you are looking for your next paycheck because maybe you've been furloughed, been laid off because of this. God is with us. God is present. And he knows what we need. So if we go to the source, God will give us peace, rest, and then everything else will be added. That's what scripture promises us. So Barbara Rose, in in your journey of preparing for tonight, what other jewel that you could bring to the table then we can, quote, break bread together just by the, the quality of which you bring? 
One thing that I realize as I've been listening to both of you is how much programming I have had in duality and how everything that's happening right now has lifted me out of that duality. Mm. And there's a line in one of the Psalms. It says, in you, O Lord, darkness and the light are the same. Yes, yeah. And, and that's what I'm feeling, that, that there, there really is no duality. There is no separation. And that old way of thinking and being in my life is being scraped out of my mind. It's being ripped out of my heart. Mm-hmm. And the whole experience, we're one. And if we get nothing else from this, this current situation, except to bring each other together as one, wow, that's worth it. You know, instead of it's a breaking down, it's a breaking through. We're breaking through to seeing who we really are, one, undivided, all one in the divine, all God, to be who we, the best person that we can be of ourselves while we are embracing all of life in the same way. on our planet. Isn't this an amazing time of grace? We talk about amazing grace, but just because of the conditions of the world or what we've been asked to do of staying home, not going to your jobs, and being at home with for some with their families or just being alone. And and what I've observed from my own neighborhood is we're, we were always friendly. We always have been. But yet there's this different quality that we're all in this together. And, you know, usually maybe around Christmas time, everybody has that fun feeling and happiness. But this is, it came in a different package this time, you know, mm-hmm. sooner than later. Yeah. And everybody's discovering there is love within us because we're made out of love. And yet we share what we have. And we're concerned about one another. Instead of saying, oh, got to go, got to go to work or whatever it is. Now that's off the table. Now we just have to be. And it's a beautiful quality that I've seen within me and the people around me. So it's, a, it's something that I, I think we're all treasuring. And I know each one, as you're listening to this call, there is that quickening of the heart. I can sense that the, what Barbara Rose talked about is awakening the heart. Ryan talks about going into that sacred silence. For me, it's, it's really the mystery being unfolded. And as we listen with our hearts tonight, supernatural things happen. Miracles happen. And I just love the, the flow of where we're going tonight because it's hitting your home, my home, our hearts together. So, Ryan, do you have another quote or a thought? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you were both sharing. Well, I could really relate to what Barbara Rose was sharing about the polarities and when I reflect on Jesus' life, to me, that's why he came, to anchor this Christ light. And it reminds me of a, of a scene in The Passion of the Christ, which was very hard for me to watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's a very challenging movie, and it shows the whole passion. And after he was being whipped, and towards the end there, his, they, showed, they showed an image of him, and he said, my heart is ready. And then they they stopped the whipping and they he ended up going up the hill. And it's always stuck with me. My heart is ready after so much suffering. Just on that one 
part of the passion. And to me, you know, when I, when I reflect on that moment, you know, I just see so much, there's so much mystery there. But for me, it's, he, he got to a point of going beyond positionality, a place of oneness with God saying, I'm, I'm here ready to observe and witness and experience what I'm asked to experience and to be with, no matter what's around me or what things look like. My heart is ready. My heart is open. And from that place, let's create from that place. And from there, as hard as it was to see the crucifixion and to see all that, from that place of zero point or from that place of the, the wholeness of the heart that he came from and to see the resurrection from that place, a new, a new being, a new place of contact beyond, again, I said positionality, and what's possible to create for all of us if we can come from a place where our heart is that open, where we're that, we're so open and, and, and he's showing us a model on the cross, he's open. There's no defending. Yeah. There's, there's no possible right. way. There's yeah. no possible way to defend physically and it's a metaphor. And what's possible when we don't defend and we come from that place? What can we actually create within us mm. and uh, together? That quote that I love, the, one of the most from The Course in Miracles is, in my defenselessness lies my safety. And to me, what that represents is, I know God. God and I are one. So regardless if I'm suffering or I'm in joy, it still is God. So I don't need to defend it. Isn't it, I've been reading the passion. I've been reading in the scriptures, Jesus walked to the cross. And, you know, it started in Gethsemane. And he asked the disciples, well, come away with me. And, and they went up to the mountain and it says, well, Jesus went away to pray. And then he came back and, he, and the disciples were all, they were all sleeping. And he says, could you not pray with me one hour? And it's like, like us now, today, this week, this month, when we, some of us, are told not to go outside their home, only for necessities. And it's like, could you not pray with me to actually make extra time, set an alarm, whatever it might be, and commune with the one who created us? Because in that mystery, Jesus didn't fight it. But yet he only because he knew what the Father asked him to do. He knew what his destiny was, even though in the Garden of Gethsemane he's like, well, could this cup pass from me? So it's like, well, I know I'm supposed to do this, but like all of us, there's that human element because, but you know what destiny is and says, I need to keep moving forward. I will do this because my father says that is his will for me. And again, Jesus looked for direction to his heavenly father. So we look to the father, to the son, our blessed mother, those saints, and says, oh, they're encouraging us to go. Just as each one who have already died with this pandemic, they've already met their maker. Prepared or not, it's their time in a sense. Like all of us, we still have our breath. And we'll have our holy breath when we pass over to the other side. So even in for Passover, it's the remembrance. Remembering how God delivered the Jews. So it's in remembrance for those walking Good Friday, what Jesus did for us. And then there's this, what is called resurrection, Easter, whereas we don't die, but we actually live in the spirit. So it really is a, a calling forth of being in remembrance, whether it's you read the scriptures, whether you sit in the silence, the oneness of God, and really meditate on what does that mean for you, for me, for us. And can you actually change your environment of your home? 
Can you change the environment of your workplace? Can you change the environment of your state? These are big questions, but the simple answer is yes, because of that communion with God. And it's, we all have that. We have the invitation. We just have scripture that says, the Lord, I stand at the door and knock to your heart. And so do you hear that knocking of your heart right now to come away with me, my beloved daughter, my beloved son? And just allow that quietness, that stillness to hear those sweet words. I love you. I've been waiting for you. I have something for you. Enter my rest. And that prayer goes out to you, your family, your spouse, your neighbors, your best friend, your partners, the animal world. Everybody gets touched by presence because that invitation is here right now. Amen. So Barbara Rose, in, in preparation for your heart to open, as you said you were mostly in prayer today, what does the Spirit say for you of how, I call it even preparing for tonight, because it it's always about this encounter, and we get to touch other souls by what we experience today. So how was that for you? For me, the message is to just be present where I am as I am, to get out of my mind and expand into the light that's always here. An image that came to me, not today, but it's been with me for several weeks now, is that of metamorphosis and it's something that I am experiencing and in my work in spiritual direction with people, many, many people are going through a type of metamorphosis. And I think the planet is also going through a type of metamorphosis. And it's a process of transformation from an immature form to an adult form. And it's used mm-hmm. with butterflies and moths, the caterpillar. Yeah. And I would like to just share a little bit of that experience because so many people are having similar experiences. For me, it started at the last west of heaven when I was nailed to the floor. And in my mind, I was going in one direction. And in my heart, God was calling me in another direction. Mm. And it wasn't until I surrendered to what God was saying that I was able to release and really be there and just allow my body to let go, allow my mind to get let go. And my mind since then has been in the second stage of the process of metamorphosis. It's like it's discombobulated. <laughs> I know that word. <laughs> and I'm not in control. <laughs> and, and that's what happens. You know, the, the caterpillar, well, the, the butterfly lays the egg and then the, the caterpillar comes out and I, I, a picture of the caterpillar, that, the line of caterpillars I saw down the main street at the Casa, the blue caterpillars. And I said, oh, these are going to be blue butterflies. So mm. the the, the caterpillar will go and attach to a leaf and hang upside down. And in that stage, it releases parts of itself, the exoskeleton and, 
and it has to be in a really quiet, quiet state. So the chrysalis, the hard shell, can be there to protect the pupa, the, the mess, <laughs> the, all of the stuff that's floating around that is no longer a caterpillar, just mush. And the thing is, it has to remain motionless. And it's like I have to be in prayer, in silence, in stillness with the divine because my mind is, is in that place and it doesn't make sense. And so the, in that place, it regrows its legs, its antenna, and the wings start to form. And the skin splits and sheds, and it eats parts of itself, and it hardens, lets go. And it gets go through all this releasing and ripping apart and having to be still until finally, finally, the wings have put in, up enough resistance to the cocoon, making them strong enough that it's ready to surrender to the process. Mm. Fluid starts pump, pumping through the wings, and it, the wings start to get stronger, and they dry out. And eventually, the butterfly emerges with soggy, wet wing, wings, and in just in a few hours, it's strong enough to fly. Yeah. And it's ready to go out. It's been about ten days without food. It gets to go out and look for food, and it, with its with its little tiny feet. It touches on flowers and rotting fruit and dead bugs and whatever it can, and it just feeds and, and gets life. And man, it becomes this beautiful, beautiful being. I love butterflies. I love the colors. But that's the final stage. It's not. It doesn't start there. And that's the metamorphosis that I'm in. And I know. Me, I know you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> I know many, many people are. It's the transformation of the planet through the beginning with each of the individuals as we come to know that we are divine. And that presence is what we bring in all the beauty of the colors and the life and the butterfly. Mm. I'm waiting to be Barbara Rose, I think, I think you just described each of our experience and I'm, I'm using that in a very large way because of our shifting what's going on, even on a physical world, but then that emotional world, but then also that deepening of the spiritual, that we're, I call it being boxed in, in a sense. And the only way out of this box, we, we could call it our home or whatever that is, is it's in the silence where we actually get our instructions. And it's yes. in the silence that this new creature, soul comes forth, and we get empowered, even though it might be but it's about giving up and being transformed. But we don't know we're being asked to until we're in the middle of that. And it's like, and, and we just lose our bearings, so to speak. And so I think the first week or two of all of us being requested to stay at home, don't go to your job. It's like, oh my God, now what am I going to do? But there's a, already the process what's happening. But it's a deeper thing. And the jewel that comes out of this, I think we rise above whatever this muck that we're experiencing. But we're also going to be empowered by the Spirit. So we're going to have new wings. And to me, there's the favor of God. And he wants to take us to a different dimension. But we have to let go of our old habits, our old way of thinking and doing things and allow now this new spirit to come forth with wings, with legs, with the beauty, the freedom that will come that I don't have to live this life like this anymore. And we can transform it. We can transform our children. I know there's a, a lot of times children get lost in the equation. The parents are taking care of them, but they, you still have to care for them. You still have to hear their heart, you know, their cries. And so also remember them as you're praying 
in your morning prayer closet or in the evening, pray for the all the children of the world because they're affected and they're maybe more sensitive than we are. So we need to at least pay attention to that because we're all being called to be the mother, the father of all. So Ryan, how do you respond to that beautiful metamorphosis that she just explained? Well, I wish I was recording you, Barbara, for like a meditation. Well, it reminds me of how, I'll just say this one quote here because it really speaks to that for me. God needs something to seduce us out and beyond ourselves. So God uses three things, goodness, truth, and beauty. Mm. And so for me, I've been also very disoriented. And usually I read a lot, but for many weeks I was, I was guided not to read at all. Wow. Not to go into stillness. And from there, from that place, I, something just beauty wanted to come through me in the form of playing the piano which hasn't, I haven't done in a while at home anyway. And I could just feel when I do it, it's coming, it's coming from that still place, you know, like God wants to speak to me in that way. But it doesn't have to be in just the, the piano. It could be washing dishes. You know, there's a, there's a beauty there. It could be yeah. just giving a smile to someone. A neighbor, I've been smiling at a lot of neighbors lately as we <laughs> walk by and just recognizing that we can still embrace each other without the physical contact and we can still listen to each other. In fact, Miriam and I were listening to a neighbor the other day who was just about to have a newborn while also having a three-year-old and was just in fear of going to the hospital and what Mm. this person going to do. And and we just listened and went beyond the, for me anyway, I went beyond the avoidance of, okay, I can't, I need to keep going or whatever. And just, okay, what, right. what's God right. really asking me in this silence right now is just to listen and to, to recognize someone in their own, the beauty of their own process. Mm. And this is an amazing giving birth during this season right now. There's the, the light, the darkness. It's just like, it's not the perfect time. We're always looking for the perfect time, but the presence is the perfect time. And God does have a plan. And as long as, as long as we're leaning into and seeking the one who's seeking us is really the, the richness of the great I am. And what a powerful statement and, and the witness to that. And each of us, individually or corporately, we are moving more towards the light. And it's ultimately letting go of the, the things that we got stuck on, whether it's our old habits our sin, our air, whatever it might be, and allow now the light to overcome that and show us who we are created in. And to me, it's, there's where arise the new happens. It's that resurrection. It's the butterfly. It's what God is calling all of us into. And it's, it's such an, a, an enduring thing, but it's also the invitation because it comes from the great I am. As we conclude our teleclass tonight, we love to pray with each of you to have a, a holy encounter. Barbara Rose, can I ask you to lead in that prayer? And then, Ryan, you can follow it, and I'll, I'll follow through at the end, okay? Yes, I, I have a couple of prayers that I brought from Ron Roth's book, The Sacred Light of Healing, that I think are really appropriate here. Ooh, perfect. Take, Lord, unto thyself my sense of self, and let it vanish utterly. Take, Lord, my life. Live thou my life through me. I live no longer, Lord, but in me thou livest. 
Now between thee and me, my God, there is no longer room for I and me. And that's a poem from Tukalam, a 17th century Indian saint, and from St. Clair of Assisi. We place our minds before the mirror of eternity. We place our souls in the brightness of God's glory. We place our hearts in the image of the divine essence. Let us transform ourselves by contemplation utterly into the image of God's divinity so that we may feel what God's friends feel as they taste the hidden sweetness that God has set aside from the beginning for those who love God. And Ron's prayer for oneness. Come, Holy Spirit, living flame of love, kindle in us the fire of your divine presence that all may be one in joy. Amen. 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 So I want to share that the, the prayer of one purified heart has the power to transform thousands of people. So let our hearts be purified this evening as we go forward. Oh God, you are my being. You are the fulfillment of my desires. I embrace you in my innermost thoughts. All around, I behold your infinity, the power of your immense presence. Nowhere do I see a beginning, middle, or end of you. O God of all, O great infinity, in your purity you make me pure. In your wholeness you make me whole. Help me to find the place where your spirit unites with mine the spring from which all my life arises. Steer the ship of my life to your quiet harbor, where I may be safe from the storms of life. Show me the course I should take. Amen. 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 Boy, both of you had such beautiful prayers to conclude our service. I, I guess saying this off the cuff, listening to both of your prayers, anyone who's listening to this call, and if you seek or are seeking spiritual direction, both Reverend Barbara Rose and our monk Ryan does that. I know there's a fee for it, but if you really get touched by what their heart is saying tonight, seek out their services because it's in the spirit that we actually connect with one another. And then we help to be connecting with the great I am. So just put that out there, that they would be a great resource for your new transformation that's happening in this moment. So, Holy Spirit, as we rejoice in that awakening that happens, that arise anew that's actually filling us right now, that burning flame as Ron Roth proclaimed and decreed, it's happening in our bodies right now. It's happening in our minds, our souls right now. It's the stirring up of the gift of who God created you and I to become. It's in that stream, that living waters that pour forth, that opens the the gateway. It opens the passageway to that butterfly to come out, that new gift. That's It's who we are, who God created us to become. And so as we let go and transform of the old and allow the new to transform us into, it also quickens our bodies for healing. It quickens our bodies for healing. 
So if you just want to place your hand on your heart as a point of contact, just allow the Holy Spirit out to quicken your body. All pain, all disease, leave the body right now. And let that transformation of gifts, of grace, of holiness, an encounter with the divine. Father, release your ministering angels, ministering angels for the healing, for the reconciliation, for the, to the death of our own self, and to, for the, the rising of the spirit of Christ within each one of us. I thank you, O Lord our God, for this burning flame. It's going to burn away the old, and from the ashes the new comes forth. So I say thank you, God, for your living presence. I thank you, God, for your, the beings of light that transform us and renew us. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. May that same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead raise you and I to fulfillment of our heart's desire to know God and to be one with him, her. Amen. 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 Thank you, everyone, for joining us in this beautiful call tonight.